This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Everybody, this is the Straight from the Net podcast, and as always, I'm Danielle. Hey, bitches, I'm Jamie. <laughs> this is going to be the episode that comes out right before um, the new year. New and year, new me. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're just kidding. We're going to be the same sarcastic assholes that you've all known, like all come to know and love. We it's are. It's not going to change anything I mean, ever. I don't think. I think my my. I'm I'm fully cooked. Like I, I think this is just who I am. It's just who I am. Actually, I don't know, because I'm pretty good with, like, trying to evolve and learn about things, so. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I'm it. This is it. This is where I am no, in life. 42, I feel, done. I, I feel Nothing great. Nothing to learn. <laughs> I love who I am. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily that you should not like who you are. I just, like, as I grow and I learn things and it's sort of, adapt, you know, your personality sort of, like, adapts to those things. Like, I wish that by the time I'm 90 years old and right before, like, my second foot hits the grave, because, you know, one's in it. You're just dragging that grave around at 90. Right. Like, I hope at that point I'm all zen the fuck out and, like, nothing bothers me. But more than if likely... If you start sending your asshole, we're not going to be friends anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that because I would burn my taint. No, I don't want to do that. But um, I would love to be that way. But more than likely, given who my family is and what's already happened, I'm going to be a mean old lady who hates everyone. Oh. So, happy birthday, Daddy. Today is my Daddy's birthday. Oh, that's right. Happy birthday. Um, And... If I'm anything like him, I'm going to be a Republican gun-toting no, lover. No, I, that part, that part, I'm not going to be. That like, will never happen. But I will be. My dad has got a, a strong love for family, right? Which, which I admire about him. I was a bitch to him yesterday. I'm sorry, Daddy. Well, uh, yeah, we got into a little argument, but it's fine. Um, well, I'm going to make sometimes. him a pineapple upside down cake tonight and it's going to be all better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ply him with food. That's the reconciliation corner with your dad. Yeah. yeah, but daddy, it's food. Um, but he has a very strong love for family and that I love about him. Mm-hmm. But he's also like the fun guy to be around at parties. Like my dad has always been a good time. And right. in that aspect, I take a lot of that from him. Right. Like, me and my dad are, I'm like the female version of him. Really? That's so weird because, I mean, how long have I known you? And I swear to God, it can count, like, on two hands how many words that man has said. Well, um, he probably doesn't feel comfortable enough to let it out in front of you now. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't really spend, it's not like I spend all kinds of time with him. No. Or anything. Yeah, yeah. so that makes sense. Last year, um, we did poker night for my dad, and we ended up playing Phase 10 instead, and my dad and Paco literally spent the whole night just picking on me and it was the happiest birthday ever for my dad and I'm thinking it was pretty happy for Paco too because and you walked out feeling terrible about yourself right because he had my he had my dad in his corner (laughs) like they were both doing it and he had like my dad's approval to pick on me and it was like a whole new element for him he was like all right let me get two years of frustration out on this bitch (laughs) (laughs) like I've got my big girl panties on go so it's fine well happy birthday Mr. Hollaball. Happy birthday, Um, I was going to cook him dinner, but he's like, I don't want any dinner. And then I'm like, what do you want for your birthday? He's like, I don't want anything for my birthday. Like, oh my God, my mom's the same way. My mom's birthday is on Christmas Day. And um, 
thankfully they don't listen to this podcast, so it's all good. But my dad was like, call Serpies and give her an Italian rum cake for her birthday. She loves them. So I'm like, oh, of course, you know, whatever. So I call there and I get a rum cake, cannolis, um, pepperoni bread or whatever, because that's what I always give my dad. Like mm-hmm. a couple times a year he gets pepperoni bread and my mom hates it because she doesn't want him to gain any weight. And she's like, I'm just sort of like helping him with that. We're enabling. It's like, yeah, I'm enabling, basically. Exactly. That's kind of the word that should be used, and I'm enabling him. But that's not true. Like, it's only a couple, you know, times a year that he gets it. Whatever. So, anyway, I ordered this stuff, and it's like $80 fucking dollars. And I'm like, I just got hit by a financial drive-by. Like, calling syrupies. <laughs> I'm like, but every Christmas I do it because I order cannolis and everything that I order. I always order it. So, I told my mom the other day um, that I would make sides for Christmas dinner and things just because she's working the day before and the day after. And then I have my surgery on the 27th. So she's taking off on that day. But she doesn't really have time to prep for all this shit. So I told her that I wouldn't. And then I was like, well, don't get any crazy. And I told her she can do the um, desserts. I'm like, but don't do anything crazy because I got you your birthday cake. And she was all upset about the fact that I got her a birthday cake. And I'm like, after everything you do for me all the time. I mean, Parents are such a pain in the ass. Like, they give and give and give. And then when you try to give to them, they act all bajiggity. They're like, how dare you? We love you, bitches. Like, suck it up. My mom has done so much for me. I'm like, just in, like, the last month alone, my literal life has went into the toilet. And between you, Beth, and my mom, like, holding me together. You know what I mean? It's like, how the hell would I have gotten through this? Like, I don't know. So it's like, the least I can fucking do is is get get you a a goddamn birthday birthday cake. cake. (laughs) And act like your birthday isn't just being steamrolled by Christmas, like, every other year of your entire fucking life. And your mom loves me, so if I could get a piece of that. uh, (laughs) I don't know. My dad would be like, no, there's nothing's leaving this house because that's kind of how he is. But um, but my mom does the same thing. And um, I just, but I want to do something nice for her. And it's not even that big of a deal. I think the cake's like 20 bucks or something. And she acts like I just, and I'm, you know what? I'm going to go get her freaking balloons too. I want to really piss her off. Oh, that's right, girl. I already got her birthday card. She's going to be furious. You ballooned the fuck out of that bitch. Furious. I know my dad, Um, for the past couple months, I've been falling short at the end of the month. And my yeah. dad you know, has helped me out. And I always give, as soon as I get paid, the first person I pay is my dad. Right. I'm like, here you go, daddy, here's your money back. And he loves that about me. He, he thinks it's great. He's like, you just always pay me back. And I'm <laughs> like, well, I, it wasn't, you, I, I want to give you the money back. So he helps me out. Like, I can't really ask my mom for that. She doesn't have it. Right. So when I ask my dad, he always helps me out. And then when it's his turn to be made fussed over, He's so ridiculous. And I'm like, just fucking, he's, I'm not even going to tell him I'm baking the cake. I'm going to bake the cake. I'm going to take it over. (laughs) I've decided that I'm going to print out some pictures of all three of us girls, like Uh some really great pictures, and get one of those Christmas frames. Those picture frames that have, like, all the holes. Moving? No, all the holes. holes. Like, like the, the, you can put, like, 12 pictures in the frame. Right. And I'm going to do that for him, because I think he's over the materialistic stuff at this point. Right, oh yeah. And he just... I think that he should be able to look up and see his wonderful girls all the time. Oh, there you go. Because we are fucking wonderful. Well, I, you know what? It's Christmas time now. Like, Christopher got me something for Mother's Day, and it was like a gift card to Applebee's or something, because I really love going to Applebee's. Like, that's just kind of what I... I don't know why. Like, God forbid if I go to anywhere anything better, but love going to Applebee's. And he got me one, and it was like, however much it was, I can't remember. 
And I'm like, why did you do that? You didn't have to do it. And now I'm like my mom, but you know, I know what it feels like. So I try not to be like a jerk, but I'm just like, you know, you don't have to do that. Like a card will be fine. Yeah. Like Katie, I expect a card or something. Katie got me, um, just to get me a shirt and it's a pug and it says, who the pug you talking, you think you're talking to? Oh my because God. I love things that are punny. Right. And she bought me a shirt and she was like, look what I got you. And I was like, why did you spend money like that on me? It was $7. But I was still like, what are you doing? And she was like, I saw it. It said, this has to go to my mom. So I bought it. <laughs> and then I'm like, here I am bitching about my dad. I know. <laughs> I know because we do the same thing. <coughs> I think, well, because we model who we're dealing with. So I guess it's the same thing. But I don't know. I feel it's it's interesting. Like uh, Christmas is actually coming this Wednesday. It is. Merry Christmas, people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. by the time everybody else hears it, though, it's going to be the Almost weekend New Year's. before New Year's. Um, so I guess it's kind of like, you know, again, like our New Year's episode. Do you have a resolution, I guess? Um, not so much a resolution. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily like a resolution or not, but I feel like I don't want to be like, sad anymore I don't want to feel lit anymore I don't want to feel I don't know and it's you know how you get into those places where you're just like I just don't know how to get myself sort of turned around yeah I know I want to get turned around if that makes sense so and I think well I guess we can segue then (laughs) I guess we can segue like I'll have to start dating oh you you can start dating yeah I have to start dating and I will screen them like I usually do oh my god I am that friend that if you tell me their name, I've got their social security number, everything, their their past relationships, and their blood type within 20 seconds. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. Remember, okay, for the people who haven't uh, listened to our podcast before, I actually found out that I had a birth father and then my dad, So, but never knew that. Right. So, at like, what, 40, almost 41, I found out that, like, my dad dad wasn't my birth dad. So that was like a whole shemugata kind of thing going a on. A shemugata. A shemugata. I don't even know what to fucking call that because it was just so... I wonder if what, they're a little, a little bit Jewish because you're always talking in Yiddish. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know. Maybe. But, um, I mean, I went... Well, I watch a lot of Judge Judy. <laughs> so a little kerfuffle here and there won't ever hurt nobody. Um, <laughs> so when that happened, remember when I had finally calmed down about things I called you and I had known who like all that extended family was within 15 minutes of like getting on the phone with you you're like and remember it wasn't good no I had to write that shit down remember the one girl was like giving directions on how to ride a guy I was like this is my fucking family what the fucking shit yeah we didn't that was that was uh that was a really weird time wow but I I went digging man you did go digging I was like oh shit I was like I found out where your musical talent comes from. I know. That was kind of interesting. I'm like, oh, wow. But anyway, so that is funny. And Beth is like that, too. Beth is like the queen of... I sort of... Between the two of you, you guys should just work for the FBI. You would solve more cases, I think, because I don't understand. Beth, fill out our application, because I feel like you would do such a better (laughs) job than I would. (laughs) Fill out an application. You're so much more articulate. She just has she just has too much going on now. She works she like uses, a full time job. She uses or... punctuations and shit. She does. Use By the way, if you're on the Facebook page and you see things that are posted and things are spelled wrong and punctuation is off, that's Jamie. <laughs> that's Jamie. <laughs> oh Definitely me. Well, so back to this. I guess it's one of those things when you know someone doesn't love you anymore and it's over. It's time for you to eventually move on. So, I must have hit, like, single on my profile for, like, five minutes. 
before the dick started flying my way. Oh my god. Like just watch out, cha 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 just like trying to fly but none of it's good. That's the problem. None of it is good. It's like when it's all those sad. dick fish washed up on the shore. Yes, exactly. That's what it feels you. like. Ten million dicks. Yes, that's what it feels like. But I mean I didn't get any dick pics, but I'm telling you, it was like the eggplant was strong. But they weren't good. <laughs> it was not a good time. I was like, this is not what I need on my heart right now. And I'm just like, oh my god. So, for instance, I had a married man land in my DM, and he had, it was something like, you could tell he wanted my attention or whatever. He was like, oh, he mentioned something on a post that I did, and then landed in my DMs or whatever, and, like, I didn't answer him. So, because for whatever reason, and it was very innocent what he asked. Initially, it was innocent. But I, I couldn't get to him, because I, I think I was out with Kathy that day, like our boss or something. So, like, four hours later, he sends me a thumbs up to get my attention, like, you didn't answer me. And now I'm annoyed. Because I'm like, if I don't fucking answer you, it's because I don't fucking feel like it. And, like, the last thing you want to do is piss me off, like, right now. Because I don't give a fuck. I will tell you about yourself. No fucks to give people. So, I didn't answer. Oh, I said I could see you're trying to get my attention. Like, what can I help you with? And he sends me this little baby Wookiee. Like, Yoda? I guess, no, Wookiee. Oh, a little baby Chewbacca? Chewbacca, that's it. Yeah, a baby Chewbacca. And I'm like, this is so random. Like, what do you want? And he was like, well, everybody needs a little something to brighten their day. And I was like, actually, you're married, and we don't even know each other. So I find this really inappropriate. Right. And I'm taking a screenshot of this just in case. So you should really brighten your life's day. Well, send and that's that what bitch, I did. Send that bitch some flowers. And that's what I told him. I was like, and I took a screenshot of this just in case. He was like, you have a point. It's true. And I was like, and I'm going to leave you there. Because not only are you married, and we don't know each other, but you just got married in May. You fucking piece of shit. So that was one. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So these are the guys that are taking their shot. The ones that are like, literally, why don't I just sign up for, like, further, like, therapeutic sessions or something? So then the desperate angry man. This guy got so mad at me that I had to block him. What? Oh, yeah. He got so mad at me. So he comes off as very, very super duper nice. Right? Right. But then the moment you, like, turn him down, he, like, loses his shit and talks shit about you. Uh, Have you ever been there before? Like, you turn him down? No. All right, so he's, like, super duper nice. He's like, oh, well, how do you know this person? We have, like, and he's in my DMs. How do you know this person? I'm like, oh, you don't explain how we know him. He was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out on the limb here and just say we should get together sometime or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? And at the time, I'm like, I just went through a breakup. Like, I'm just not ready. I'm like, but thank you for shooting your shot. Like, I know it's a big deal trying to come out of nowhere, you know, to make a relationship happen. Takes a lot of guts. So I really appreciate it. I'm just not ready. And that was me trying to be nice and, like, let him down. Speed up to, like, two days later. He was like, bitches these days are a fucking joke. Wow. You ask them out and they can't even be nice enough to, like, you know, give you a shot. Oh, Jesus. I was like, oh, my fucking God. I'm like, that's why I don't want to go out with you because you're a fucking full of shit. Three, two, one. I know, and here comes Jonathan. God forbid this child hears me doing something in this house. It's Jonathan Corner. Why, Jonathan? Um, and we're in the middle of our podcast. Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. That was short and sweet. I, so I called him the desperate anger man. Yeah. Yeah, just for the FYI, guys, if, if a girl doesn't give you a shot, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're horrible people. It just means that you're not their type. And not everybody's everybody's type. So I feel like y'all should get over that. I know. Like, just 
knows happen and makes you stronger. I was like, bye. Like, I don't know him either. Like, I accept people, like, if we have, you know, friends in common. And I think we had, like, a lot of friends in common. So, I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But, you know, then it, it is what it is. But then, okay, so then it's the dude that you've already turned away and they keep trying. Oh, my God. So, they lean in your DMs. They tell you how pretty they are. And most of them want to tell me that I have gorgeous eyes. Um, that's like the number one kicker because I've had like a couple in my DMs and they all start with, he has just gorgeous eyes. And for somebody like me, who's as cynical and broken as I am, like, do not tell me I have fucking pretty eyes. But then I'm like, well, what are they supposed to tell you exactly? I don't know. Like, what are they supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, uh, maybe I should take a poll. Like, what would, what's better? You know, or whatever. But anyway, so like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's been a relationship. I'm not ready. You know, because this is what I've been telling her because it's the truth. I wasn't fucking ready. You know what I mean? And I, it's okay. You know right. what I mean? I don't have to fucking explain anything else to you besides that. Bye. Right? But anyway, so I tell him that or whatever. He goes, well, whatever guy got rid of you is like, you know, an idiot and blah, blah, blah. And you're so great and you're holding it down and blah, 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 which was really nice. Right. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, maybe he's not so bad. I mean, he wasn't like a bad looking guy or anything, but I just, you know, I didn't have it in me to try and force something that I wasn't ready to do. So I'm like, well, that's really nice. And then I'm like, okay, well, thank you. Like, I really appreciate it. And we left it at that. Well, then a week later, he goes, so how are you feeling? Are you still not, like, ready, you know, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Like, I just said no. Like, if I'm ready and I'm interested, I will reach back out to you. And he literally was like, I wanted to see if you're emotionally better yet. That's what he told me, if I'm emotionally better yet. So apparently me going through a breakup means I'm just emotionally broken inside to these other men. Which is true, because I kind of was, but... So he thought a week was sufficient amount Enough, of time Yeah, to for learn. me to get over it. That's the difference between guys and girls. Girls are very emotional and very mental, and guys are, like, physical. Oh, so it probably only takes a guy about a week to get over it. It probably doesn't even take that. Static. I had several of those, too. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell they smell like prison and suboxone. <laughs> well, the one guy literally says, I've got nine days. Nine days clean. Nine days. Nine and days in my clean. inbox. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I mean, I literally, I think I cried on that one a little bit. Because I was like, are you You did. Kidding you me? called me and you cried about it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Is this like what my life's going to be like now? Fucking prison and suboxone? Like, are you kidding me? Like, nine days sober? That makes a really good, great idea, dude. Absolutely. We should go on a fucking date. My kids will love you. <laughs> For the record, oh. people in recovery, they say that you should wait at least a year out of recovery before you even try to get into a relationship. Um, it's at all the meetings. Like, pay attention. <laughs> a God-made dating machine. Right? Right. Hear me out. It's like a vending machine. And see, God knows what you like and what you want and what would be great for you. Like, I mean, God could literally, like, you know, do and put together five different guys that would probably be your perfect soulmate moving forward, right? So what if there's this little vending machine and you could walk up to it and it's your vending machine for your dates. And they have to give you, like, a couple scenarios, right? And then at the end, you push their button, and they come sliding out, and they pop out the bottom, and they're like, let's go on our date. And you, like, lock arms, and you, like, walk off into the sunset. Wouldn't that be, like, fantastic, Rainy? That would be. And so after the date, well, we don't know what to do with this guy, who we thought would be perfect on paper, but he's kind of No, annoyed. but this is God made, though. Right. This now, is a little different. Now, how many guys are in this machine? Like, is it... You got to keep coming back to this machine until your soulmate pops out. And they're all they're all your soulmate. And God's all like, God's like, okay, so here's your main guy, but I'm gonna <laughs> sprinkle in a bunch of these ones, <laughs> and you better have a lot of quarters. 
Because it's like a crane machine in my head. And you like, and, and you no, have, I don't think it's like, I think it's like the kind where it has like all the, the good yummy food in it. And then you press the button and they like, you know, it pops out the bottom and then you eat your cupcakes. Oh, so you're like, you're like the A4 scenario. Yeah. When I'm more like the, the, the good, the good one's probably down at the bottom stuffed in a corner where the crane doesn't eat. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, to each their own. I mean, each their own. But I'm like, could you imagine really me trying to pick up Paco with one of those crane machines? Though he's a big guy. I know. Oh my god, it would always slip off his head. Right, and he's like, "Come on, <laughs> come on! I want to come out of here." And his you're like, "I be, can't make it." And his shiny head would be all that I want. I know, but then imagine he's like, like wiggling around like a, you know, like almost dead fish until he gets to the top as he's like clawing across the top. Oh, I don't right? know. I don't know. I think I, I think that um. I definitely found my my perfect guy that because I know this because today mm-hmm. I didn't tell him yesterday which I meant to but he was so busy he came home and fell asleep on the couch and honestly I forgot because I was baking cookies and I was being a good wifey and uh-huh. doing the things I needed to do so I forgot to tell him that today he was driving me to AI DuPont Hospital to drop off drop off the toys so this morning I'm like babe we gotta go to the hospital he was like um well I might have had things to do today I was like you always have things to do today now today it's my day and you're going to take me to the hospital. And he could have been like, fuck you, no, I'm not. But he wasn't. He just, Aww. he got up and he even drove my car. And he's so funny in that little car. He's so big. You should see him trying to get in the car just to drive it. It's hysterical. So he did just take his big truck? Well, no, because he had it switched it out for his car. Mm. And I guess his car was full of presents because he went shopping yesterday that oh, I couldn't yeah. see. So... You got here to take your little car. He got into my little Honda Civic. My you, Paco's like 6'2", right. 300 pounds. He's a big guy. Um, so we got in the car, and he drove me, and he took pictures, and, you know, he did his proud boyfriend moment. He did. He did good. And then he took me back to the house, and I jumped in the driver's side and came here. I know, where you get to hear about all my devastating things with dating. <gasps> oh, my God. That's what I'm thinking, though, and honestly, like, the new year... It's like, you know, it's all about, like, you know, new beginnings, new, you know, whatever. That's important. Guys who make you laugh are important. So, guys, if you have a girl and she's laughing at you every day, not at you, per se, but she's laughing with you, that's a sign of a good relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still, like, weird, though, for me. It's like, I got to go to this new year, and it's like, you got to change. So, it's like, everybody that's lost someone this year or whatever happens, you have to, like, go to the new year knowing that... The way that you pictured your life is now not like that, right? So that's what makes it difficult because right. then you have to like, all right, now I have to rebuild understanding that my life is not going to look like that now. It's got to look like something else. And you're like, well, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be. So it's a little, somebody like me who likes to have things mapped out. I don't like surprises and things like that. Like that's hard to do. We are such opposites. I know. Well, you're like, oh, by the tail of my pants, let's fly out there. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's, <laughs> let's put our, finger, our little toe in the water first and let's test it out. Because, you know, too much fucked up shit is happening to me behind my back. Right. You know what I mean? It really has. Like, too much fucked up shit is happening to me behind my back that I don't like to be left out of things. I don't like surprises. I'm not, you know what I mean? I just feel like that's always just been ruined for me, you know, in one way, shape, or form. So, I'm wondering, after we're done, like, the guy slides out and we're done our date. Yeah. And we think, well, he could be the one, but he might not be. Right. Let's try another one. Do we just give the old guy to the... like the, the receptionist the, and say this one didn't work out. Put right. Back Do we give them to the recycle bin <laughs> until he put them in the recycled even bin? I don't know. I never got or that far. Or recycle Goodwill and maybe somebody <laughs> can pick somebody them up for cheap. Them? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Fifty percent off. 
I know. Oh, that's a shame. 50% off. Slightly used. Oh, God. That's so sad. Let me just send this guy back. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, think about, oh, is this person the one or not the one or whatever at this point. Like, I think right now I just kind of want to get through my last surgery for the new year and, like, start the new year and, you know, and just start over and be happy. That's kind of where I'm at with it. So, talking about giving things back, returning things. Mm -hmm. Can we just talk about this little girl that staged her own kidnapping? Oh my god, how do we not talk about her? Oh this my bitch, god. I just cannot, I'm, I'm trying to find the article because I didn't save it, but I did post it out on my page because I remember I posted it and was like, Danielle! Here it is. So, a girl in New York, in the Bronx, um, they thought she got kidnapped. And mm -hmm. it was like all points bulletin, <laughs> like people were like up in arms, they were really trying to find this girl. Her name was Carol Sanchez. And she reportedly told police she wanted to stay with her 23-year-old boyfriend, a Crips gang member. Oh my God, are you serious? So a Bronx teen faked her own dramatic kidnapping so that she could be with her gang-banging boyfriend, police said. Carol Sanchez, 16, was captured on surveillance video being snatched off the street by two men as she walked alongside her mother, Carmen, 36, on Monday, December 16th. Around 11.20 p.m. So, the horrific accident sparked an Amber Alert and a citywide man manhunt late Monday on and into Tuesday. Hours later, the team resurfaced and admitted police the whole scary ordeal was just staged. Oh. So, she allegedly confessed that she wanted to be with her 23-year-old boyfriend. First of all, what are you doing 23 with a 16-year-old? That's gross. Who cops and police sources say is a reputed Crips gang banger. And he was once arrested for murder. What? During the incident Monday, um, Sanchez's mother could be seen in the surveillance trying to fight off two men and was eventually thrown to the ground as, they car as the car her daughter was forced into, which contained two more men, sped off down East 156th Street. According to police, on Tuesday afternoon, sources said a mysterious phone call was placed to the family and the man said, we got the wrong girl. Oh my God. Shortly after 12.15, the 60-year-old girl reappeared at the same intersection of the the alleged bogus kidnapping, and according to the witnesses, she walked over to the two cops sitting in a squad car. According to Ashka Sa Singh, 29, who said she witnessed Sanchez's reappearance, she was trembling while she was walking, just looked really scared. But she put her hands on her knees and she started talking to the cops. They jumped out of the car and put her in. The teen is not expected to face charges, but she did admit she helped orchestrate her own abduction. Police oh are God. still looking to question four men. So... Obviously, this is a situation where the mother knows best and is like, first of all, he's a for he's a murderer. Right. Second of all, he's a gang member. Yep. Third of all, he's 23 and you're 16. What the Ugh. fuck are you doing? So, <sighs> she watched her mother get thrown to the ground. And she could have got seriously hurt just to be with a boy. Right. And I'm, like, disgusted by this girl. I just, and it, I remember everything coming around and I just felt so bad for this mother, like watching these people take their daughter, take her daughter. Right. Could you imagine the fear? Oh my God. I was just, and I the heartache. Imagine. And then you're, in today's day and age, you're, you're like, am I going to get like an ear or a fucking ransom note or something like. Yeah. Of my pieces of my daughter. Yeah. Like, and you just, I hope. And now you're fucking with the Crips. And now they all know that your boyfriend's a Crip. So guess what? She's probably going to end up hurt. Well, they got her back. So I guess that's good. You know what I mean? If yeah, you want to start there, that's good. She also brought attention to the gang bangers. So that's probably not a good thing. 
Like, hopefully, they get out of there soon. Because that's a dangerous situation. Like, the Crips and the Bloods and all those other gangs. I watch Gang World on History Channel. That shit is not a joke. <laughs> I watch Gang World on the History Channel. I haven't watched it. But, I mean, I'm glad their mom has her back and everything. I just thought... There's so much of this going on, because remember, not too long ago, we had the one in Newport, remember, where they yep. said that somebody tried to abduct a girl, and, and she lied. True. And, I mean, there's just, it seems like quite a bit of this is starting to happen. And I'm just thinking, what is wrong with these people? Like, why do we have such a lack of home training? You know what I mean? I mean, because look at all the times that my kid has gotten bomb threats, or like, I'm going to shoot, not even bomb threats, like, I'm going to shoot up the school right. threats and stuff. And my poor kid is like freaking out like one time it happened during the middle of the day and they put them on lockdown they had like yep. cops swarming the school and everything else john's been sending me a text message saying you know well if this is our last goodbye or something i was like what the fuck like right. he, well because he's so damn dramatic anyway just like his dad like very clearly <laughs> i'm just kidding my ex-husband is like the most non-dramatic person ever in the world so that's why it makes it so fucking funny but um yeah but i mean so it's like why are all these kids doing this kind of crap it's just I don't know. It's it's very sad. And I'm trying to think about, was there anything that I did when I was younger? And I don't remember there being anything, like, off the top of my head that I did, like, that for attention or whatever. I can't remember anything. I'm sure I, there was, I, but I, my memory's so bad. I, I remember a girl, I can't remember her last name, but when we were in middle school, I was, no, you, it, it wouldn't happen, you were in Kirk and I was in Golger at the time. And uh, I think her name was Laura. We weren't close, but for, somehow she had my phone number in her mm. little, you know how we, were, we used to keep the little black books? Right. With all our numbers? Yeah. And my mom woke me up at three in the morning and was like, baby, uh, do you know this girl? And have you seen her? She hasn't been home. The parents are really worried. Mm. Um, turns out she was with a boyfriend. And I think she showed up like two weeks later. But oh my it, God. it was a it was a big deal in our school. Like there was talks about her. Like people, there was counselors coming in because nobody could get a hold of this girl. And they turns didn't know out, what was going on. With turns her. out, like all her little friends knew exactly where she were. <gasps> she was, and they let her mother worry about her, and because she wanted to be with her, she was fourteen. We were in eighth grade, and she wanted to be with her twenty-two year old boyfriend. <gasps> oh shit! Like I don't get it. You know what? Thank fucking God. Oh my God. It just makes me, well, it makes me laugh because it makes me think of the, the last episode where we were talking about the Visco girls and you're like, I didn't even suck dick then. It was right. like another year. And I'm like, thank <laughs> fucking God I don't have girls. Oh my God. I have two boys and so far I have not had any, had any girl problems. I've had very, very light girl problems, but Katie decided she was going to be religious. So... <laughs> She just said she was going to be religious. She did, because I didn't go to church. Like, no, I know. We I all know Jamie's not religious, but she went, and she was like, I'm going to try these different churches. And she got stuck on this one, and she'd go to youth group every Wednesday and all I that. Remember and, that. You know, she, I didn't have many girl problems. Like, there was, like, a mm. little section where she, she acted out a minute, but I smacked her, and she fucking snapped right out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of them has girlfriends yet. And I'm kind of okay with it. Like, Christopher is, like, a really cute kid. But all he does is work and stay with, like, video games. So there is not nobody sniffing around yet. And I'm kind of okay with it because he's only 19. But then you got Jonathan, right. who's 15. And both of my boys are Captain save Both of them. They are. They are both Captain save Like, there's a boy, Chris, one of Christopher's friends, is going to come live with us. 
um, I think right after the new year because there's some some familiar issues or whatever. So he's going to come stay with us for a little while. And then he's got another friend who's also got familial problems, but I don't have enough room for all these fucking kids or whatever. So he's kind of like, I don't know. So Christopher wants to save all them. And then there was some girl that he did like in high school and she only wanted to be around him when her boyfriend was acting up. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here's the first one that's going to cause some shit. And I told him too, like, because I guess she found out her boyfriend cheated on her at prom. At, like, their prom. And Christopher didn't go to prom. So she calls him. And, of course, he's like, Captain save I'm on the way. Right? <laughs> and, like, gets in the car and goes over there and picks her up. And then he's, like, texting me. Like, it's all dramatic. Like, oh, she's got to stay the night. I'm like, oh, she's not going to be staying the night in your room. And he's like, oh, no, of course not. I'm like, okay. But anyway. And then you got Jonathan who wants to just Captain save the whole planet. But, I mean, the first time he gets a girl that's going to be sad and shows him her boob. That's going to be who's living in my house one day you watch. Like, I'm telling you, it's going to be like that, isn't it, with him? Because he's going to be like, she showed me her boobs. Because right now he's all upset because he hasn't gone through puberty yet. Who, Jonathan? Yeah. Well, he's he's starting. He's starting. That's what I told him. Like, you're starting, but he's only in ninth grade. I was like, a lot of kids don't. He's like, I'm literally the only one left in my entire school. Like, this is what he says to me. And I'm like, no, you're not. Like, there's other kids. His brother didn't even go through puberty until, like, towards the end of 10th grade. What's he think, but he's in, he's going to wake up for the first day of ninth grade with a full beard and a voice four octaves deeper? I guess. Oh, John. And he's all upset. It's so funny. And you should see it. Like, you know, his brother's like, you got hair on your balls yet? Like, <laughs> this is what it's like having boys sitting around. And you're like, no wonder I am the way I am. Because it's just, it's so, like, blatant. You know what I mean? Like, a very blatant conversation. But anyway, so Jonathan's all upset about that. But I'm like, thank God. What were we even talking about that we got on this little tangent? Um, Jesus we were Christmas. talking about teenagers. Oh, the girl. The girl, the girl that, girl. like, faked her own shit. So that was just, it was awful. And I remember I posted things about that girl because I was so worried for her. And I just thought how shitty that was to have somebody take your kid like that. But I have a really good segue right now. Oh, go. For oh. one. I know. This is so fucking nuts, and I love these stories because it falls in line with the fact that I found out about my birth dad kind of later, or whatever, and this is something so weird, and I think I told you there's, like, a group for people that have had, like, DNA things, and they found out they had, like, their family was not quite what it was through DNA. DNA. The DNA, um, websites? Yeah, the DNA websites. So, oh this is so neat. I think I know what you're going to talk about. You do? Yes, go. Okay. So, a boy that was kidnapped in 1964 was I found it. through ancestry sites. Did you? I, too, was Oh, kidnapped. my God. High five. All right. Great minds. Yeah, I know. So, a Michigan man recently... Oh, let me tell you who this was from. So, this was through ksat.com, and this was posted... What is today? The 22nd? 22nd. This was posted on the 20th um, at 444, which is funny, because 444 is one of the numbers I see all the time. Anywho. All right. So, apparently, <laughs> this man was days old, still in the hospital with its mother, when a woman came in, posed as a nurse, and took this baby. Right. And took it away. They never were able to figure out if the people took the baby to raise as their own or took the baby to sort of sell on the black market to people who couldn't have babies, right? Never figured it out. So speed up later, later, later in life, or actually not even that much later, but I think there was a couple years later, it's at the bottom of the story, and I don't want to drive everybody nuts with it, but... Um, is it? It's so neat. Okay. In 1966, a boy was found abandoned in New Jersey. And a law enforcement, well, law enforcement officials 
said at the time that he had ears shaped like those of the baby that was kidnapped in Chicago a couple years before. Uh-huh. How can that even be, though, first of all? Because when babies are born, they change so much. So it's like, what the fuck you mean, the ears? I don't know. But they say your ears weird. are like fingerprints. Aren't they? Because yeah. the ears change some, and their look. I mean, maybe the actual shape of them, like the, I, I don't know. Maybe they what, have like just, a divot or something. I don't know. It was just very odd. But it said that um, he had, this, this little boy had ears shaped just like this baby. That was kidnapped in Chicago. So the FBI brought the Fronzics, which is the couple that lost the original baby, brought them and they ended up believing that this was their long lost child. Well, speed up to a little later when they do all this shit, they realize it's not him. Oh, shit. So they raised this child as their own, thinking it's the one that they lost. Well, this same one, in line with, it was like, I think the woman was a, um, some sort of like genetic tree placed or what. And this is how this all happened, right? So he meets up with her and she's like, well, let's go like submit your DNA to like all these different sites, like, you know, 23andMe and there's like a couple other ones. <laughs> let's do that. And we're going to trace back your heritage. Well, this is kind of how it starts. And he's like, cool. No, finds out not only is he not their son, but then finds the son. Oh, and he's in Michigan. So, I mean, he's from Illinois to Michigan, but it's like rural Michigan and I think it wasn't his DNA, but it was, like, one of his relatives. Right. Or something. Somebody that he gave birth to. Or, you know, whatever. One of his, his kids. His offspring. Yeah, his offspring is what I meant to say. But that's how they found him. So, they're still, like, diving into this case, like, as it is right now. But I'm like, how fucking crazy is that shit? And they say that the mom is still alive and that they're she working is. She's on her uniting with her. Well, they don't know yet. They're saying they, they'd hope that they will. But it's all just like, holy fucking crap. I mean, it just blew the whole case wide open. I'm like, that is so crazy. So not only did she raise a child that wasn't hers, and then he finds out he's not even theirs, but then the DNA proves that it's really some other dude out there in Michigan, and the Michigan guy was raised by the people who stole him. That's crazy. Well, I hope the people who stole him get punished. I don't know. Like, are they even alive at this point? I don't know. I mean, know. you don't know. It's, like, so fucking crazy at this point. So... Anyway, I just, I hope that they, they keep bringing up stuff like this, uh, or they keep talking about it and let us know what's happening, but. Oh, good. Now, that was really crazy. That was good, because now we can segue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, my daughter did a DNA test. Did we talk about this last week? But I think you, I just. You told me. I just told you. Yeah, you just told me about it. So, my daughter did a DNA test, and mind you, my last name is Hollaball, and her last name is McMahon. Hollaball, I was always believed to be German. Um, and McMahon, we always believed to be Irish or Scottish, something like that. I'm trying to find the sisters group so I can pull up exactly what it is. Turns out our whole lives have been a lie. Um, <laughs> I know. I thought this was so crazy. I'm like, how in the heck did it turn out this way? Okay. So my daughter's DNA test came back as this. Hold on. There's been a lot of talk. Since there's been, I have a sister's group. It's been a lot of talk. So, my daughter, who was 100% upset she was not at all Canadian. <laughs> I know, which I still don't understand what her, her I don't thing is with Canada. but Is 50.5% British. Specifically the region of the British Isles. Um, so, there's that. I know, so where does like, McMahon come from? Is it, shouldn't that well, be like, it Irish? Well, it says... Um, it's pre-Celtic, so I guess it's 
Wales, England, United Kingdom. Oh, it's Northern Ireland and some Scotland. Okay, so that is so she. There's where her Irish comes in. Mm-hmm. But no Germany, no Germany. Um, then she is twenty nine point two Scandinavian, which is Swedish, Norway, and and Denmark and Finland. Which I knew we were Swedish. Mm-hmm. My I think on my mother's side. Um, then she is eleven point three Eastern European. Which is Latvia, Lithuania, Belarus, Poland, Czech Republic, Austria, Ukraine, Romania, Serbia, and Bulgaria. Okay. So apparently we got some gypsy blood, which explains a lot. Oh, yeah, I, it does explain a little bit. I moved, <laughs> for you guys. I moved a lot as a child. Uh-huh. And then Katie tried to steal my sister's favorite makeup brush this weekend after she left <laughs> my sister's house after watching her dog for the weekend uh-huh. while they were in Florida. And I'm pretty sure that's the gypsy in her. Yeah, there you go. Now, and, now gypsies are going to come for you because we are not thieves. Have you never watched my big fat American gypsy life? Right. I no. I. I. Yeah. I actually, there was one filmed, um, in Market Street Cafe. They had lunch yeah, at Market Street. I Charles remember Town. when that happened. Yeah. I used so, to love watching that damn show. So she's two point four Russian or um, Baltic, which is Saint Petersburg, Latvia, Lithuania, and Belarus. That's two point four percent of her, and she's six. Point six percent Iberian, Iberian, I B E R I A N, and that's basically um, Spain, France, Italy, Malta, and Morocco. So she got a little bit of Latin blood in her. <laughs> but notice there was no German at all, or Irish, and very little Irish. So, so what's little... Kevin? He must be British. I don't he know what Kevin British. is. He he's a pain in my ass. <laughs> well, there is no distinction for pain in the ass. But but my niece Brittany did hers, and she's like all these things. But she's got a little bit. She's got nineteen point eight percent French and German, but she's eight point eighty three point three Northern European. Oh wow, eighty three point three. Yeah. Well, she's not even like a hybrid, really. She's like boom, these two right. things, boom, that's it. But she's also. I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna get one and just see. What part of me is matching in Katie? You should, because I kind of wonder what you are. I think if I have to put my dibs in now, just so I can put it on record before it happens, I think Kevin is the British, and I think you're the whole other bit. I'm like the you're Baltic. The, you're the Heinz 57. Yes, I am. I'm guessing. I don't know, but... Well, see, those things, you'll just know, and they'll be permanent things for you. You know what else is permanent? This man they found dead in the freezer. Wait a segue, Danielle. Wait a segue. <laughs> it's so, this is actually kind of creepy. I saw this on a couple things and I was like, I got to talk about it. But I actually do think it's me. And if you get yours done, uh, there goes Rob. Um, as soon as you get yours done, though, I can't wait to see what's going to turn out. I am really looking forward to that. But um, this was on yourcentralvalley.com. <laughs> and on December 18th, they posted, man found dead in freezer for 10 years may have planned to keep death a secret to help his wife. Aww. I'm like, okay. I'm trying to wrap my brain around this love story. So, let me get this straight. You don't like the notebook, we know. But this, you're like, aww. That's because... My heart just grew two sizes. It's because he was... He didn't want people to know he was dead so his wife could... You know, still collect pension checks and things like that, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think that's what they think. Well, they found him because she died. And so his body was in a freezer. Mission complete. <laughs> You're such and a now sickest. they can be buried together. 
Oh my god, and you don't like the notebook. I know. This is ridiculous! Do you not say how ridiculous is, you are? Apparently the notebook was based on a true story. Nicholas Sparks' ex, yes. ex-wife's parents. Like, that made my heart grow a little bit. I was like, oh, oh did now it? it's a little sweeter, but it's still not my favorite. Okay, that's fine. Well, and this one, Jean Sauron Mathers, 75, left her husband dead in the freezer between February 4, 2009 in March 8, 2009, they found his body along with a notarized letter signed by Paul Mathers stating his wife did not kill him. It, oh, Is it all for he you? Is that an all situation? He got off the hook with notarized letters. That's serious business. It was notarized on December 2, 2008, um, the police department said. We, really, we believe he had a terminal illness. Um, I'm just like, what the actual shit? So they lived in, she lived in a retirement community and they described her as a sweet elderly woman who would not hurt a fly. He said his family knew she was going to die because she had recently quit receiving dialysis treatments. Aww. So she had like kidney failure or whatever. Um, Jean was, by all appearances, a very nice person, very friendly. We talked to her quite a bit and took her to doctor appointments. The story that at least she was putting out was her husband walked out on her. Damn. So the investigation is still ongoing. Detectives have not wrote a homicide. But, you know, given the notarized letter and everything... Um, but then they went back to the person that notarized it, and she's like, yeah, I really didn't even pay attention to the letter. I just stamped it and signed it. Right, because that's what they do. They don't read that shit. I know, but I'm just, and I guess they were just like, well, if you would have read it, you might have realized what he was saying. Like, I'm notarizing that this woman didn't kill me, and you think she'd be like, what the fuck? So now all these people that lived around her in this little retirement community, like, all their jaws are, like, on the ground because they're like, she lived with a fucking dead body. Like, how do you just feel like, okay... You're dead now. I'm going to drag you and put you up and over. You know, because think about it. He's probably on the floor. Unless she wheeled him over to it. Who knows? Or he knew he was going to die and he was getting weak and he got in the freezer himself. Yeah, and then he just froze it. I don't want to think about it. That breaks my heart. I can't even think about it. But, yeah. So, she received at least. And they do believe, like you said, that she did that so she could continue to receive benefits. Because I guess after he dies, she only gets whatever it might be. It's right. substantially it was less. pension was probably more... Than what his social security would have been. Right. So it says she received at least $177,000 of government payouts. Uh, but like, could you imagine if he... Oh, so what, the, what are they going to do about it now? Mission accomplished. I Nothing. There's shit they can do about it now. So speaking of family and mothers. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> well, is that when she is a mother? I'm guessing she had to be a mom. Okay. okay so there's <laughs> these two people on... on um. C-SPAN and their brothers and they're, they're one's a Democrat, one's politics, and they're arguing <gasps> oh, I heard about, about politics. The C-SPAN networks bring you long so, <laughs> from the nation's capital. This is hysterical. Okay. So, their mother calls in. <laughs> I heard about this. <laughs> Listen to the reaction to these guys. Hey, somebody from down south. Well, you're right, I'm from down south. Oh, God's mom. And I'm your mother. And I, di- I disagree that all families are like ours. I don't know many families that are <laughs> fighting at Thanksgiving. Is this, is this really your mother? Was, no, I, was, I was very glad that this Thanksgiving was a year that you two were supposed to go to your in-laws. <laughs> and, I was ho- and I'm hoping you'll have some of this out of your system when you come here for Christmas. 
So oh this, my this god! Is a mom that is just tired of their shit. She really is. She's like, you know what? I got no fucks left. I'm gonna call up this place. Right, and, get and put she on didn't. Air. She didn't call on a private line. She called through the regular line that everybody calls through, and was like, I remember when I used to, my mother, grandmother used to call the house. She'd be like, "Where's your mother?" Like that's how she would answer the. I would answer, "Hi, my mom. Where's your mother?" That's how she would greet uh-huh. me. Her calling that line, she was probably like, I'm their mother. <laughs> Put me through immediately. And they were like, ratings through the roof. <laughs> just, Ew. she was calling there to just tell them, they need to stop fucking arguing, act like fools, that they're basically giving her a bad name, and if they pull this shit at Christmas, she's gonna fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> and I related to this story, I was like, this is wonderful. Oh my god. Well, speaking of moms, and birth control, <laughs> My segue's fucking blow today. I'm so sorry. Um, actually, this is a rehash of what we talked about before, because where are we at now? Oh, we still have a little bit of time. We had actually talked about the first male birth control a right. couple episodes back. Goes, it's over in the, in India. goes in the groin. Yeah, it goes in the groin, and it was over in, men, in India. Well, apparently... <laughs> it's so not funny, but I don't know. I guess the way I'm feeling about men lately. Um, on December 3rd... Bitter uh, party of one. Oh, I'm so better fuck this bullshit all right december 3rd 2019 so this is a little bit ago okay because we were kind of off the track anyway when we found we found out about it so now they had to stop the testing the next phase of testing because the male birth control testing stopped after men's testicles start exploding in india oh yeah like exploding 30 test subjects exploded during oh my god of course it, during intercourse? Uh, so the testing of male birth control involved 139 men under the age of 41 who were living with their wives and had at least two children each. The men were given a single dose of the male birth control shot and then followed up by doctors for six months. Their wives were also monitored to find out if they became pregnant. What? She's scooting again. I, know, I don't know why. I can't get her to stop. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to take her back to the vet. Um, oh, crap. Hold on. Let me get out of here. Oh, so, so funny. Eight um, months later, 30 of the test subjects were rushed to the ER with bust, busted testicles. They all claimed that testicles just popped like balloons, spilling semen-like fluid all over. The busting of the testicles happened when they were about to ejaculate. Oh, my God. They all claimed it was less painful than one could imagine, but the trauma of exploding testicles that ripped their scrotum open is the worst. Oh, my God. It, it like, exploded. To exploded. The exploded. Scrotum popped open? Yes, and their jizz came out. <laughs> Oh my god! Yes, I know. It fucking sounds like an actual horror I'm show for men. I'm so glad that they did that. I mean, I'm not glad no. that your people's testicles exploded. That's awful, and it was probably traumatizing for your wife. But like before, they started giving these to young boys. Oh, I know. So it says, when I was nearing orgasm, I felt I felt that my testicles were getting inflated, but I did not feel the pain, and my strokes were getting harder because of approaching orgasm. The next thing I heard was pop. Oh. It happened so fast. <laughs> I'm sorry. There is still no explanation from the scientists as to what could have caused this because the 30 men who suffered the explosion were checked by doctors daily and nothing unusual came up. But this is the deal. They oh injected shit into their testicles to prevent semen from coming through. 
So um, it was almost like they put like a little barrier in there. What did they expect was going to happen? Uh, that comb was trying to come out. It was excited comb and uh, it couldn't come out. They're tr- <laughs> they were trying to keep a thousand little things from coming through an open door. Like, oh my God. Like, no wonder it exploded. I, I bet you that was the best orgasm of their life, though. Like, they were like, No, it what? wasn't. They I, just said it wasn't. Oh, that's too funny. I, you, all I heard was, And pop. this is faceofmalawi.com. Did they show pictures of exploded textiles? Because that would No. Be, I bet you there's pictures somewhere. we got to Google that after we're done. That. I do not want to look at I that. I want to see it. I'll Google it when I get home. <laughs> I have to look. But you know what? <laughs> this was something I had for a while. And I just had to talk about it because I had always... All right. I always wanted to go up to... Um, we have like a couple minutes. I always wanted to go up to the Poconos and uh, go to one of those like things where they have like the champagne bottles and you get the, the champagne glasses. Uh-huh. I always wanted to do that and I never got a chance to yet. And I was like, and not only that, but like even whenever I have been in a hotel room, I've never stole anything out of it. So like people steal like robes or, and I've never been in a fancy enough ho- hotel where there was a fucking robe. I steal all the, the um, soaps and stuff and their fucking notebooks and pads and things like that. Jesus Christ. Are I you do. one of those? I do. I don't steal their towels or their washcloths. Though. I, I, don't, I think that's wrong because they cost real money. But I'll steal their notebook and their pens and, and their tea bags and their little... <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, um, according to Fox 29 Philadelphia, this was back on December 9th. This is how long I've had it. We just never got a chance to do it. But it says that luxury hotel guests keep stealing mattresses. Survey reveals. How the fuck do you steal a whole entire mattress? I know. I was thinking to myself, how do you get a mattress out of a hotel without people going, where's that bitch going with that mattress? And that's not her mattress because she didn't check in with one. You know what I mean? I like, mean, how? There's there's surveillance cameras. You have their credit cards. Like, you can't get a hotel without a credit card anymore. Especially a five-star five hotel. Well, these are luxury. So they're like the Luxury, hills, like the expensive ass shit. So a new survey reveals that luxury hotels have to deal with guests stealing mattresses more often than anyone would have guessed. According to the survey conducted by Wellness Haven, a hotel and spa reviewer, five-star hotels are actually more likely to see large items go missing as opposed to smaller, easier-to-conceal items. So they basically went to like 634 four-star hotels and 523 five-star hotels. And this is what they were basically saying that um, they steal what they decide to steal varies based on the quality of the hotel. But five star health hotels are more than likely to get larger items stolen, like televisions, coffee machines, <laughs> or four star four star hotels see batteries and remotes, that kind of shit or whatever. But I'm like, what the fuckerson? Like, how do you walk out of some place and be like, I'm gonna take this mattress? That was the best sleep I've ever had. <laughs> Why not? Why Let's not keep just it. pull the sheets off and see the brand, people? So you know what I'm thinking? This would be a really good one. Going into the new year, why don't we all have some more home training? How about we all? Right. I can be a little less bitter. <laughs> I can be a little more filtered. No, you won't. I won't, though. You're right. <laughs> you won't at all. That's not going to happen. Um, but how about we don't steal? Yeah, stealing is bad, people. Except, well, in your case, you don't feel like it's stealing because you took, like, soaps and stuff, right? Right, but, I mean, they're gifts. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, going to the new year, how about if we don't steal mattresses, okay? Okay. All right. Well, not that I do think, when will we, like, when will we ever stay in a five-star hotel? When we're rich. When right? this thing, When this thing finally fucking takes off. Tell your friends, people. 
<laughs> tell your friends. <laughs> We're Meanwhile, treasures. We already have a radio show. Meanwhile, and they love us. If you have anything interesting that you've stolen, <laughs> a mattress, or- a shower head. <laughs> um, <laughs> This shower head. I give it five thumbs up at this Please point. Please write yes. us at <laughs> straightfromthenet at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at straightfromthenet. And you guys have a happy, safe new year. Yeah, definitely have a happy, safe new year. We love you guys so much. Thank you for joining in. And uh, yeah, have more home training though. <laughs> See you in 2020. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>